Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses, and decide is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played. I actually don't know the name of it. It's called Battletoads and Double Dragon, the ultimate team. The, it's all of that? Yes. Battletoads and Double Dragon, the ultimate team. Yes. We played the Super Nintendo version. Yeah, that's what we played. Yes. There's also a Genesis and an, and an, and an NES version, but the only one I have is the Super Nintendo version. So that's the one we played, and I think that might actually be the best version of the game. Based it's on... the best version we played. It's also... <laughs> the only version we played. Yeah, which makes it the worst version we played, too. Just that's, yes. to cover all the bases. Yeah. I... Uh, I've had this game for a little while. Um, I've been aware of it for a long time. I thought maybe today was the day that we would dust off your childhood and redeem Battletoads in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Um, okay. So I walked in and you like <laughs> you were just like, "Are you ready to play Battletoads again?" And I was like, "I thought you were joking." And then I remembered there there is another Battletoads game that we haven't played, yeah. and it was this one. And I was nervous. Uh, I have to say, I think it went better than I thought it was going to go. Yeah. It was funny because you were like, there can't be another speeder bike level. Yeah. And then they they put another speeder bike level in this game. Yeah. I was like, well, this is this is Battletoads and Double Dragon. Yeah. Something. And they're going to lean more heavily on the beat em up aspects, mm-hmm. which is what we like. Everybody likes yep. that first level of Battletoads. Right. Where you're beating up guys and you're picking up weapons and like you beat a dude to death with a robot's leg and it's yep. like, yeah, that's Battletoads. And then we, we have all collectively blotted out of our minds everything <laughs> that comes after that first level. So I was like, okay, Double Dragon's a beat up Maybe this is just going to be a straight-up beat up Yeah. And I was just saying, yeah, during that first level, I was like, well, there's no way. Right. There's no possible yeah. way that this is anything but a beat up They're not going to have a speeder bike level. <laughs> they had to have learned their lesson. They wouldn't do that. Right, right. So And they, they did do that. Yeah, so uh, we which, attempted to redeem Battletoads, but I don't know if it redeemed itself or not. Let's see. Let's, let's uh, yeah. Let's, let's just hop let's, in here and uh, and see what happens. In. I yeah. think that's all of the really intro you need. <laughs> yeah. If you know anything about Battletoads, you you kind of know the idea. I mean, it's it's a beat 'em up side scrolling. This one you can choose from three different Battletoads that all have disgusting names, or you can <laughs> be one of the two uh, double dragon guys, Billy and Jimmy Lee. And I think the toads are named like Pimple, Zit, and Rash. Rash, which I was like, it can't be anything worse than Pimple or Zit, but nope. Rash is probably the worst of the three. Yeah, and I think uh, this is the first one where you can actually play as Zits. Um, I don't think he's playable in any previous uh, Battle Toads games. Yeah, if you go way back in the arcade. Yeah, which we did cover way back in episode whatever it was, three or four or five. Somewhere way at the beginning, we did a Battletoads blowout, and we played three different Battletoads games, and we watched the Battletoads cartoon pilot episode, which is one of the worst things ever drawn and broadcast on TV. And uh, it did feature all three Battletoads, so here we go. They're they're here. They're in this game. And uh, yeah, so that's all the background you need. Let's jump right in to what this game does well. So the first thing that I have written down that the game uh, does well is it has a a level skip 
slash 10, <laughs> 10 lives cheat. The very best part about this game is that you can skip parts of it. No, well, like, that's, that's a resounding endorsement for this game. Like, yeah, this game is so good that you can skip parts of it. It just happens to be the first thing that I have written down. It was like I looked over at like, my notes and I was like, that's the first thing I have written down is the level skip. And uh, I feel like, you know, this game... Um, yeah, we'll we'll try to avoid what it does poorly for now. But uh, I found myself finding some redemption with a lot of the parts of this game, just because we were didn't feel the sense of like losing progress at all. Um, there, there's no options menu, right? No, no, there's none. Um, and so there's no option to like scale down the difficulty or um, give yourself more lives, like there is in a lot of these old games. And so it was nice when it was just like, oh, the cheat that should be in like every old video game is in this one. And it's a really easy code to enter. And uh, it allowed us to actually finish this game all the way through. Yeah, there's a really simple code. It lets you uh, get 10 lives every time you continue. And it lets you pick which level. So it's like, oh, man, you made it all the way to level four and then you died. Mm -hmm. No problem. You can jump right back there and you don't have to play the whole game again just to get back to that point. Yeah. But they do uh, throw in a nice taunt at the end if you do use the cheat. Yeah. It's kind of a nice middle finger. We'll get there. I have your progress. I have it queued up. I have it queued up. Don't worry. Oh, man. That's funny that that was the very first thing that you had on your list. That was actually the second thing that I had on my list uh, because it does make the game exponentially better. Like without a level skip cheat or without this thing that gives you 10 lives, like you don't always want to just put on invincibility or infinite lives. Cause that kind of cheapens it. Mm. Like the, you know, there is something to be said about, you know, even having 10 lives and then you die and you got to start that stage over again. And there's like the sense of like, we got to do better. We got to learn from our mistakes, which you don't yeah. always have when you have infinite lives. So mm. the fact that you can like make up progress that you, you got to, and you don't have to start all over again. The fact yeah. that you can have 10 lives and you're not like constantly dying those two things do make the game exponentially better. And if you didn't have them and you were just dying over and over again, you know what you'd be doing? You'd be playing Battletoads 1, <laughs> uh, which is, I don't know like if that game would have been better if you had all this stuff, but uh, it definitely oh, couldn't have been worse for having it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, so we tried to play this without, uh, we tried to play this like the normal way with all the lives, like just by default. And I think we got to what, the third level or something the second time, the first time, we lost all of our lives at the first boss. We didn't bother continuing because we were in the first level. But then the second time we played at the first level, it went a lot better and we got a lot farther. And I feel like we, once we got acclimated to the game, it's not the worst. It's not the hardest game to play, but it's just really nice to be able to go right back where you left off when you lose all your continues. Yeah, I think that is a, a good segue into what I had written down first on my list and that this is by far the best Battletoads game that was made for a console. Like, I don't know. I don't really remember the arcade version super well because by the time we got to the arcade version of the first game or whatever, like, we had we had played so much that I was just yeah. done with it and, like, I, I didn't care. But for consoles, like, this is by far the best Battletoads game. Like, they, they did learn from some mistakes. The fact that we were able to make it to the third level without mm. having to have some sort of invincibility code or yeah. unlimited lives. Like we did that with stock lives and it's like, holy cow, they learned their lesson. Like they mm-hmm. didn't make the third level completely impossible. Right. No, they did throw the speeder bike part in the, the second level, but 
it was a lot better than it is in the original Battletoads and yeah. the Super Nintendo version because it's actually like a little bit slower and and you you only have a few seconds of jumping walls and avoiding obstacles and you're fighting guys and they're throwing in some extra points and one ups if you do that so it's a much better designed speeder bike segment. Yeah, I was I was really worried. Like we, we dropped down <laughs> into this part with the speeder bikes and I could just see the very back of them poking onto the screen and I think I screamed. I was like, No, how how could they do this? And then you get on there and I have this on my list of what the game does well, and they found a way to make the speeder bikes not awful. Yeah. Like in the first Battletoads and yeah. in Battletoads and Battlemania, which is another game that we played, like the speeder bike level is awful is terrible yeah and in this one like it's missing a lot of the stuff that that makes the first one terrible it's missing a lot of the stuff that makes it like notorious so like if you're like a hardcore gamer or a hardcore battletoads fan you probably see this speeder bike level and and think like that's a knockoff that's cheap like that's dumb i don't care about it but for me it was what i needed to like heal all of the wounds caused by like we i don't remember exactly but we played that speeder bike level in the the first game uh, with unlimited lives and we played it for like an hour maybe yeah, an we, hour and a half yeah. like we played it and you counted our deaths and it, it was, was like close to 300 yeah yeah so the fact that this was short and sweet and slow and easy and mm-hmm. you actually got to do some different stuff like fighting yeah. guys who are on their own speeder bikes everything about this was a huge win and it kind of redeemed i'm not going to say totally redeemed but it kind of redeemed a little bit of speeder bike <laughs> and battle toads for me right my note says uh speeder bike level isn't the worst garbage in life yeah um <laughs> that doesn't mean that the speeder bike level was like perfect by any means because no like it's really weird like the animation and the way that the bikes bob up and down yeah. i was like getting motion sick and i felt like i i think i said out loud a couple times like i feel like i'm going to puke and right. I, I don't know, something about it was really strange and it made me kind of, it could have been like those repressed memories of that yeah. Battletoads experience combined with just like a weird screen, but it was bad. But relatively speaking, yeah. if you compare the two, the one in this game is just the best. Yes. <laughs> relatively <laughs> speaking, relatively speaking, uh, it is, it is the best. Sure. Yeah. I can give you that. It was a huge, 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 huge upgrade. <sighs> Another thing that this game does well, and just a, a big point of difference from the original, is the character select options. Yeah, like, I have that written down too. You got three toads to choose from. You got the two double dragons guys. I don't know why they decided to mash up these two franchises, mm-hmm. but it works. Yeah. Um, I like played the very first time with a battle toad, and then never again. I played with a double dragon guy, and it just made it so much better. It was like. I don't have any like love for Double Dragon. I don't think I've ever even played Double Dragon. But the fact that I didn't have to be a Battletoad and could experience this game without all of those like awful <laughs> <laughs> memories coming back up, it was it was nice. And they do have a little bit different play style. Um, yeah, a it's bit, not yeah. like crazy huge. They have different animations and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but the character character select options is a cool point of difference, and you're not just thrown in there with a random toad. Yeah, for sure. I I also have that written down. I appreciate the fact that you can pick from five different characters. Um, We looked at the version comparisons, and you even get five characters in the NES version, which is pretty crazy. Oh, wow. But it's nice that they give you the choice. Double Dragon is one of the bigger franchises from this time period, so it doesn't surprise me. I believe it's all the same publisher. Um, And I think when I was reading, I was researching this one a while ago, and... Uh, I think Technos Japan is the 
the guys responsible for Double Dragon, and they had very little to actually do with this game. This game is made by Rare, and they basically got the license for Double Dragon and put a bunch of Double Dragon like characters and levels kind of things into it. But I think it was just a mashup of two popular early 90s, late 80s things, and that's kind of how it came about. It's just, it was like... This was like the 1993 version of uh, Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Like uh, two beloved franchises. Everybody loves Mario. The world is crazy about Rabbids. <laughs> and everyone's like, this is going to work. This is just perfect. I can't believe that nobody thought of this. It's like chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe um, Rare thought, that's a good beat-em-up franchise. Let's try to get that and mimic a little more of that to make see if we can make our beat-em-up franchise like elevate a little more. Yeah, no, I could see them saying like, <laughs> hey, here, here's a good game. Let's try Maybe to make we, Battletoads good. Yeah, if we add some of that to ours, it'll be less yeah. terrible. <laughs> yeah, and the last thing that I want to say about what this game does well is I was surprised by the amount of different animations. It yeah. seemed like for every mm-hmm. different... Uh, bad guy that you fought that you had a different kind of animation yeah at one point you'd grab like the robot's leg that classic weapon from the first battle toads and you're using it as like a sword and then you like mm-hmm. pogo stick a guy's head through the floor yeah it's pretty brutal uh but there's <laughs> all sorts of different ones like where you grab somebody and you like knee them or kick them at one point like you can grab somebody's hair and like punch them in the stomach like there's all these different yeah. animations for different characters and uh it was really interesting just to see that much level of detail put in there. It wasn't just the same animations mm-hmm. over and over. Uh, I think I read on the Wikipedia page that the Genesis version also has blood. I don't think the Super Nintendo version had blood. No, I didn't see but any it's, blood. It's funny. It's it's like comic violence in this yeah. one. And it's I think one of the things that the game does well is is just the level of like, are you serious right now? That's like happening, this animation that they're doing. You know, you're like pogoing somebody through the floor. The the battle toad version of it is you like you're like hitting him in the stomach and then you like throw him up in the air and like hit him with a baseball bat kind of a thing. Yeah. And it's just I don't know. It's funny. For sure. I I could have used a little bit of more of that now that I think about it. You only really get those pickup those pickup weapons like you get the robot leg and you can like throw back the dynamite at some point. Yeah. It'd been cool to see a little bit more of that. Mm-hmm. But the little bit that we did get was a lot of fun. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you have for what this game does well? I have uh, for better or for worse, there's an interesting variety of levels. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And no, I say true. for better or for worse because uh, like there's like an asteroids controlling like shoot 'em up level, like old school asteroids. Yeah where it's like super awkward to control and it's like frustrating when you're dying. But at the same time, it's like, this is an interesting, like different level or there's like standard or not quite standard, but like 2d platforming levels. And there's kind of like quote unquote 3d beat em up levels. Um, there's a lot in here that this game does. They bring back the, uh, the gliding down the pit repelling. Sort of, yeah. Repelling. Yeah. Um, in the pits and, and that from the Battletoads games and, uh, so there's a lot of different level design and, and game design in this game. And I think it kind of like how Battletoads is like not just the beat em up first level. This kind of does the same thing, but it doesn't do it as in as offensively terrible of a way as the original Battletoads does. So I think for better or for worse, at least you're getting a good variety and mix of levels rather than just standard beat em up over and over and over again. 
Yeah, and I think that's a really good point to transition into what this game doesn't do well <laughs> because so much of the stuff that it did well, it was like it was very aspirational and they tried to do a lot of stuff and a lot of the stuff that they tried to do was cool, but the probably the worst part about this game is that it could have been good. It could have been really good if they had polished up some of those sections. Like I, I like the idea of like the the shoot 'em up part, and I like the idea of of making the speeder bike level better, like redeeming some of those things that they didn't have. And then there's just this lack of polish in some points where I think at one point we were playing, and you're like, I feel like they ran out of time when yeah. developing this game, and that's kind of what it feels like. Yeah. If if they had spent like twice as much time or whatever, I don't know what the quantity is, but if there had just been like another level of polish and and more going back and just fixing a few things, this could have been a much better game. Yeah, I agree. Um, That's one of the things that I kind of don't think the game does well is just polish in general. Um, The game feel leaves a little bit to be desired. It feels a little bit glidy and, and fast. And sometimes like even... Like there was one time where we were in the middle of a boss fight and we killed the boss, but I was in the middle of like a sprinting attack animation and then it transitioned and my guy attacked off a ledge. Yeah. And it's like, why would something like that happen? It doesn't make sense. Like it's just, just a little bit of polish or a little bit of foresight and like frustrating deaths don't happen like that. It kind of seems like rare was starting to like figure it out though. It seems like a huge step forward from uh, the Battletoads game on the NES, the original one. And I don't know enough about gaming history. Like that's, you know, that's me. If if you're new to this podcast, I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, (laughs) I like playing the games, but I don't know. And I I would be interested to know, like, when did Rare start making good games? Because I remember uh, as a kid with an N64, like so many of my favorite games were made by Rare. Mm -hmm. But then like looking back at these games, it's like so disappointing. Like, how did they how did this happen and when did they start making good games? I don't know because like I have rare replay yeah, and a lot of like the old, old stuff on there is just like, was this ever a good game? Like, why is this on here? <laughs> well, they, they, Cause they made it and they could bundle it and sell yeah, it for 35 bucks. You know, like, but a lot of them are just not great games. Um, but once they, I mean, f- the first one that I know of that is a great rare game is golden eye. And that was like 1998. Yeah. So I don't know what they did between 1993 and 1998. I think Battletoads Arcade came out in 94. Did they make Donkey Kong too, right? Like, did they make the Super Nintendo Donkey Kong games? Okay, yeah, Donkey Kong Country is made by Rare. So that might have been the first um, thing that Rare got really right. Well, uh, you know, we all look fondly on Donkey Kong, but <laughs> if you follow oh, us on no. Instagram, I, I posted this really confusing quote from uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, and he apparently thought that, that game just phoned it in and that they didn't take yeah it. you can totally just rely on having good graphics and not have to make a good game and it's like Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah shots fired that's like literally what he said too is yeah. it's like you know he, he said that game was basically all graphics and no good gameplay and i'm just like this guy is and it was mind it was a comment in regards to wasn't it like yoshi's island or something yeah <laughs> yoshi's yeah some people really love yoshi's island yeah, so um, kind of crazy. So yeah. I don't know, but definitely by the time the N64 rolled around, they were like the kings. Yeah, with uh, with GoldenEye and Perfect Dark and Conquerors Bad Fur Day and Jet Force Gemini. Like those were the games that like ate up all my time when I was a kid. Yeah. So yeah, this game could have been so good, and it seems like it may have been like a turning point. I don't know that for a fact, but like in the games, the rare games that I've played, it's just interesting to see. They definitely took a big step forward, but it just it could have been better. 
Yeah. Uh, at the top of my list for what this game does badly, and this is just going to be one of those signature oh, no. Jordan stupid rants, but T-Bird. <laughs> T-Bird, uh, if you've ever played Battletoads, is the stupid like bird guy who flies the Battletoads ship, and he, he like radios in every now and then and tells you what to do, and he's pretty much worthless. He doesn't offer you anything of value. Uh, he just says annoying things after every battle. Uh, after the first two bosses, like the first boss, you beat him, and then T Bird pops on the screen. He's like, "Even I could have beaten that guy." It's like, "Well, why didn't you? You called us and like told us to come here. If you could have beat him, why didn't you do it yourself?" Right. After the second boss, or maybe the third one or whatever, he says like, "Our fists beat his bullets." Like you didn't do anything. He's just ah. <laughs> and really then it bothers the, you. It really bothers me because he yeah. sucks and he looks stupid, and I hate him, and. Maybe the most egregious thing is at the very end, you beat the Queen of Darkness or whatever her name is. The Dark Queen. Dark Queen. And you're like, (laughs) yes, we beat the game. Let us enjoy the moment. And no, like one second later, T-Bird pops on screen and he says, good job, boys. But at least the Dark Queen doesn't cheat. Try again without warps. And it's like, okay, you're garbage. I hate you. (laughs) So since we used the, the code that let us skip ahead and get more lives he was accusing us of cheating not congratulating us for beating the game (laughs) saving the earth from a nuke that was coming to blow it up he's Uh, like oh well at least the dark queen doesn't cheat she just tried to nuke the planet yeah it's like i just wanted to enjoy this game and you just just completely just diminish that with your giant middle finger he doesn't even he doesn't even have fingers he's got wings (laughs) he's got feathers oh Oh, i hate t-bird yeah, he's uh, he's something else. You you really do hate him. He doesn't bother me as much, but you. <laughs> uh, and I think part of it is just watching that pilot episode of, the, <laughs> and remembering his stupid voice. Uh, yeah, I, that, I guess that kind of just transitions into my next point, which is the story to this game is awful. I mean, okay, yeah. I know you don't care. <laughs> like there is almost no story to this game. It opens up and T Bird is like looking at a radar and he's like, Oh, the rat ship is coming. I better call the Battletoads. And then <laughs> you the Battletoads get in a helicopter. A helicopter, which if you know anything about physics, uses uh this rotor to push air and it flies up. Well, that doesn't matter in Battletoads world because they fly the helicopter into space and you land on a spaceship. And you don't have any sort of spacesuit or helmet or oxygen. At one point, you're riding on a rocket like a nuclear warhead through space without any protective gear on. It doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. They have no integrity. They're not even trying. Well, you're anthropomorphic frogs, toads. I can buy that. A lifetime of cartoons and and comic (laughs) books and video games have led me to be able to accept, you know, seven foot tall toads, amphibians of any kind, turtles, whatever. But you can't accept a world that has different physics and rules of of science than our world. I mean, nobody bats an eye at Star Wars having explosions in space. You're like, explosions look cool. That's fine. Right. But if somebody used a rotor propelled helicopter in a sci-fi movie to fly up into space people are like ah did you just like run out of money could you only rent a helicopter and a green screen like it's a it's a video game they could have done anything the, the battletoads could have had a spaceship 
It would have been easier to animate. There's other mm. spaceships in this game. They had them. They purposefully had them fly a helicopter into space. I don't know. I think it, it, it's the, what the signature vehicle of the Battle Toads. It was like the no. battle battle. No. It was like the Toad Copter or something. I don't buy. So that. maybe there's. <laughs> this isn't like the Ninja Dude, Turtles with their. I blimp don't know, thing. man. You know, I don't know. I know you don't know, and I know you don't <laughs> care. But this is. It's just like one of those things where it's like somebody storyboarded this. Somebody pixel arted this. Like somebody spent time putting this together and at no point did somebody say, uh, can helicopters fly in space? (laughs) It just bugs me. We can move on to there's, there's plenty of stuff that this game actually does poorly, but I mean, T-Bird and the terrible story and the lack of physics are, are up there for sure. Okay. What about you? What do you got? Uh, I got I have the uh, the bosses. The bosses, the bosses are pretty much um, fighting the boss. Every boss is pretty much just not any fun. There's not a whole lot there. Yeah, they're kind of all just the same. They're big hulking bad yeah. guys that you try to jump kick and hope they that s- they don't stun lock. Yeah, you they and- stun lock you a lot, and you sprint and hit them and try to run away, and you try to sprint and hit them and try to run away, and sprint and hit them and try to run away. There's no interesting behavior to these bosses. There's no good way to fight them. It just feels cheap. Really, the only boss that's any different is that asteroid level where you're you're yeah. fighting uh, like a big spaceship and there's like some different phases to it. And again, that's something that could have been cool. Something mm-hmm. that like was a good idea to add like a shoot 'em up level. We really liked that aspect of Captain America and the Avengers just mixing yeah. it up. But, the Avengers. <laughs> yes. Uh, but the fact that you couldn't like really easily control your ship in the first half of the level, and then by the second half when the boss comes out, now you have a completely different control system. You can freely move your ship around, uh, but now you're fighting the boss at a super weird angle. Yeah. Like, I know in most shoot-em-ups you're either going horizontal or vertical, but what <laughs> if, now hear me out, what if the Battletoads shoot-em-up part was diagonal? <laughs> and you fought a boss in the top left half of the screen and you were in the bottom right half and you were shooting up diagonally. You know what would make it even better? If if we shot diagonally and there was no invincibility frames. So yeah. when we spray machine gun bullets, it just takes all of your health at once. Yeah, no, that'd be sweet. Yeah, that sounds like good game design. Yeah, you should work for Rare in 1993. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, the bosses weren't great. And uh, oh. some of them were kind of almost too easy like there was that like weird werewolf that was on the rocket ship and he looked sort of like the one that uh, we fought 17 times or the the different one you fight him like seven times and i'm not kidding you he looks like straight up sonic fan art and if you've ever (laughs) if you've ever googled anything on the internet you know what sonic fan art looks like and i think that all of it was made by this one rare illustrator from 1993 man that's rough do you disagree though? He looks so. There's the the snow level in Ninja Turtles two for the NES, and you fight like a a polar bear of some sort with like a leather jacket on. I and think this, that's the only Ninja this, Turtles game we haven't covered on this podcast. So it's not the only one. <laughs> there's um, more. There are, there are more. Thank goodness. Um, but he looks like a that guy without the leather coat in a different color. It's just like a hulking like bear mohawk weird guy like charges at you immediately when you go in. It sucks you into this doorway. Yeah. And then he just charges at you. 
Are you after talking about this game second? or the Ninja Turtles game? I'm talking about this game. Yes, it did do that. It sucks you in and then immediately attacks you. And you, so you have to fight like a mohawk bear. That's terrible. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was not great. Yeah. None of the bosses were really memorable, other than the asteroids one, which wasn't memorable for anything good. Oh, you don't remember? Uh, um... <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Apparently, you don't remember it either. I was trying to remember the guy who looked like Shredder, the Shadow Hand. Um, oh, uh, Shadow Boss. Shadow Boss. See, you were you were thinking too hard. He wasn't Shadow called Boss anything cool. It was just literally looks Shadow like Boss. Super Shredder with like his abs showing. Yeah, it's like you remember, um, like, <laughs> it's in like the late Super Shredder with football pads in the late '80s, early '90s. For some reason, it was okay for you to wear like a football jersey that cut off at like your midriff, so just <laughs> your stomach was hanging out. Not for girls. This is for guys, right? And that was the inspiration for Shadow Boss. Yeah, clearly, it was bad. Yeah, all <sighs> yeah, the bosses, these bosses were pretty bad. Are something else. My last thing that I have for what this game does poorly is that the game design doesn't help you out in any way. Like good game design teaches you how to play the game and this game kind of lacks that there were several times where we were just really confused about what to do um at the beginning of the like repelling part where Mm, you know normally the level would just start and you'd be going down uh, a hole and you'd already have your grappling hook this game i don't know if like you had to read the manual but at no point in the game does it tell you to hold the b button so you can like throw your grappling hook Um, yeah it just has an arrow Pointing down like an animated arrow glowing and pointing down (laughs) into a pit, which in every video game means jump down here. Except for in Battletoads versus Double Dragon or whatever this game is called, uh, you jump down into the hole and you die. Yep. Unless you, for somehow, you already knew that you needed to throw a grappling hook, which has never happened in the game before (laughs) and never happens in the game (laughs) after this level, but you just are supposed to know that. And there's just a few times where, like, the game kind of just like expects you to know what to do yeah. without there's Which, like little tiny hints like maybe a sign on the wall that says press b yeah but the see with the show man we we judge games by today's standards and so that's definitely a knock against the game because by today's standards that does not hold up yeah i mean even in a virtual console thing like a lot of those when you buy a game digitally you don't get a manual right. like you some of them do you can go like read through the manual and but a lot of them you just get it and you mm-hmm. got to play it and so if that wasn't the manual cool but today we we lost an entire continue like we're like okay what if we both have to jump in yeah. at the same time or what if we sprint and try to jump across yeah. the hole or try to or, jump kick the arrow yeah do like... we kick the arrow so we lost both of us an entire life trying to figure out what we were supposed to do yeah and that terrible. wasn't the only time that's just the most uh, vivid time of the game not helping you out it was just not great game design yeah 100 percent. i completely agree another thing that i have written down that the game doesn't do well is the continue system yeah, kind it's of kind of weird. On, the, on that last point, if one player loses all their lives, it goes to a basically a game over screen where that player chooses to continue, and you have to start the level over again. Yeah, well, you get to start at your last checkpoint. So some of the levels are broken up into like five one, five two, five three. So if you've made it to five two, and you continue, you get to start at five two. You don't have to go all the way back to five one. Yeah, but you still have to replay everything that you've already done in that section. And it's like a super weird, it's not common to beat em ups. No. You know, normally you can just continue where you left off. And it already does that when you kind of like lose lives. I'm like, I don't know why it just doesn't do that when you continue as well. It just doesn't make a lot of sense why it was designed that way. It just seemed super inconvenient and another way that for this game to try to annoy us. That's true. There's a lot of beat em ups we've played where your continue, like, 
you know, one player will keep fighting on the screen while the other guy maybe selects a new character or whatever. And then once you're ready, you just drop back in and it's taken to continue. Yeah. So it was kind of weird that it took you out to a different screen. Yeah. I didn't like that. Uh, I also didn't like the music in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The music was pretty bad. Uh, had a lot of like weird horn samples and like bad MIDI guitar samples. It's just like, I was like, what is this soundtrack supposed to be for? Yeah. Like, I think it's the second level or something. And I'm like, this sounds like a track off the Guacamelee soundtrack with like luchadors and like all this stuff. I'm like, why is this a beat em up game? Not even that, but we were in space. We're yeah. On a spaceship. Right. And you have like these like Latin inspired horn sections. Yeah. It's just like, what? Who thought this was a good soundtrack for this? It just doesn't make any sense. That's all. It's not that the the songs themselves are like the worst songs I've ever heard. I mean, they're not great, but like it just it didn't it didn't seem to suit the the mood for the game at all. No, somebody just picked something randomly out of a catalog. It didn't it didn't <laughs> feel like this. It didn't feel like the the audio production team had any sort of idea of what the game looked like or what it was meant to be. <laughs> they're like, oh, let's just put together a couple tracks. Yeah, but you know, saying that now, uh, we're gonna release this, and people are like, "That? Are you kidding me? This right. was composed by Johann Sebastian Bach, and he's one of the greatest <laughs> of all time." Because that's exactly what happened when we criticized the Streets of Rage Three soundtrack. Well, the difference between this and Streets of Rage Three is I don't think this game is very popular. Well, that's good. So at least nobody you out know, there. No, we've got a nice punching bag of a game of people uh, that probably not a lot of people have played. So you know, it's funny though. It's like. <laughs> This game isn't great, but in comparison to the other Battletoads games we played, like yeah. it's the best one. Like if you have to yeah. play a Battletoads game, if you have a lot of like nostalgia and and like and love for like Battletoads and you just can't get into the original one, like this isn't a bad game to play. Like if you no. want to pick it up and you want to use that 10 life cheat and the level select, you can get through this game in like an hour and a half is what I think mm. it took us. And you can experience a full Battletoads game that won't make you rip out your hair. And that yeah. is an experience that isn't likely to happen on another console version of a Battletoads game. Yeah. I think the graphics don't look quite as cool as the other Super Nintendo Battletoads game. Yeah. No, for um, sure. This is a port of an NES game. The NES version came out in like June of 93 and the Genesis and Super Nintendo versions came out in like December. Um, so it's pretty close to what the NES version actually looks like and stuff like that so it doesn't look as cool um as this the other super nintendo battletoads but it's still like a a, it's what battletoads should have been to begin with i think yeah i I hope going forward as they are getting ready to release another battletoads game (laughs) i hope that they draw a lot more from this game and a lot less from the original battletoads game i am i do not know how to feel about that new Battletoads game. No, I'm just wondering, like, who's asking for it? Like, who wants that? Well, that's, that's the thing who's with Battletoads is, like, people love it. No, people think they love it. Right. We, yeah. Which is everything. You think you love it. I know. You thought you loved it. Well. And I ruined it for you. I remember, like, playing it a lot. Yeah. And I had some, like, fond memories, but, like, I wouldn't have been like, oh, man, I'm so pumped for a Battletoads game. I would have. If I hadn't revisited Battletoads in 10 years, I would absolutely be completely pumped for a new Battletoads game. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, that might be one of the most popular games that we've played. Mm-hmm. Like, it's one of those games that everybody had. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times we like we didn't play 
we haven't played like the original Mario Brothers games because like everybody's played that and yeah. like everybody knows it's a good game. It is interesting to play games that everybody played, but mm. we don't remember were bad games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people who are into retro games now know that yeah. that first Battletoads game is a bad game, but I think a lot of the general public kind of have just forgotten. Dude, I watched um, a blindfolded speeder bike run. Uh, from the original Battletoads, from Somebody like just awesome games done quick or whatever. Memorized the patterns. Somebody, d- it was crazy. It would be significantly better to play it with blindfolded. <laughs> like, like I've just memorized it, and this is just like a little it's activity so... I'm doing with my thumb, and I don't have to. Yeah, yeah, that'd be so much more. Fun. He well, he knew by the audio cues and stuff, and it was like crazy to watch somebody be that good at it. I'm just like, I don't. He even, basically I don't turned know it into you, like why DDR. you bothered. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but. Do you have anything else to say about what this game does poorly? So the last thing that I have written down uh, is I just felt stressed after playing it. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah, it was one of those things where like I so I mentioned to you, I hadn't even gotten to the speeder bike part of the second level. Yeah. Um, Playing this game today, I was like I kind of had high hopes based on my, you know, 20 or so minutes that I had spent with it before today. Yeah. And I was like this is going to be a fun little beat em up. You know, we're going to finally get the opportunity to enjoy a Battletoads game. Yeah. And it just ended up, it wasn't nearly as stressful, like, or like blood pressure raising as <laughs> like, you know, the, the original Battletoads, but it was just like, I was glad to be done with it. Yeah. We, we did have some good moments laughing. Like there was definitely some funny parts. There were some like things that just made you just like, how, why, like, in a good way being like that was ridiculous that's so over the top that's you know um but you're right it wasn't it's it's not a good game yeah it's generous with the the one-ups and the the points and things like that and i do like that about it it feels like it's trying to like help you actually get through it instead of like just blindly punishing you for no reason all the time yeah um but generally i just don't feel good other than like hanging out with my friend playing a video game like I don't, I don't just, I just don't feel good after playing it. Yeah, I, I think thanks to the level skip thing, and thanks to the fact that none of the levels stick around too long, it was okay. But there were those moments where it's like, oh, I'm getting zapped by another electricity beam. Oh, I'm getting burned by another flame. And there were times where it was just like, all I want to do is clear this one annoying mm-hmm. part and get to the next part. And uh, there were probably too many of those in this game. Yeah, and it's almost like like the flame stuff specifically. It's like, oh, we're going to knock you off, and then we're going to knock you off into a place where you got to go through the whole obstacle again, and you don't have invincibility frames because we knocked you in the direction, and you have to do this, and it's really hard to do, so we're just going to be annoying about it with our level design. Or here's like, a thing come from, on, guys. here's a thing from the roof that's going to drop down and smash you. <laughs> oh, see? Now you, now you know about it. We're going to put a second one right behind it that's hidden that you don't know about. So when you stop, it'll smash you. Or you're going to walk through this door and be hidden behind the door so you can't see your character. And then you're going to get punched by a guy that's like hidden behind the door, too, that we didn't let you know there was an enemy there. Yeah. See, the funny thing is a lot of this stuff is just like little things that could have been tweaked. We're not talking about like with the original Battletoads where we're saying like they should have just completely changed the focus of the game and right. only had it be a beat em up. This one had a lot of good stuff mm-hmm. and they just missed the mark by a little bit and just like a little bit of work would have gone a long way to make this a good game if the first battle toads is like a d minus this (laughs) game is like a c plus yeah (laughs) c plus that's yeah yeah that's a great way to to look at it put that on the box worth it or worthless 
C plus. <laughs> <laughs> a resounding C plus. So much better than all of the other ones. It could have been way worse. Relatively speaking, best Battletoads game ever. Oh, man. So, are you uh, <laughs> you about ready to move on? I'm ready. What would you What would you pay for the experience you just had? Yeah, this isn't one I'm paying for. <laughs> Again? No, I just, I mean, like, Come on, uh, man. okay, eShop. <laughs> I could, like, uh, like, the fact that I could, like, show somebody, like, a Battletoads game and be like, this game, like, kind of redeems it. Like, I, I would feel bad spending more than, like, a dollar or two on it because I know that I wouldn't ever play it. Like, wow. a dollar or two. A dollar or two. Like, I could see it being, like, on the eShop for $2, but, oh, man, it's Memorial Day. It's a 50% off sale. <laughs> <laughs> I'll drop a dollar on that. Oh, man, that's hilarious. It's not bad, but it's, like, it's almost disappointing in how good it could have been yeah. and how much it missed the mark. So, like, it would just be disappointing to play it it's not like a game that like sucked my soul out i had fun playing it like yeah. just like getting through it and the like just the joy of being able to beat a speeder bike level in a battle <laughs> game on our second try we beat it on our second try yeah like which is insane so like there's like some good stuff about it but just like the fact that it falls short would make me not want to spend more than a buck or two on it i actually wonder if this has been released on the eShop before i have no idea I think like the fact that it's two licenses would probably complicate things a little bit. Yeah, but I think Double Dragon is on there, and I I don't know if Battletoads was on like the 3DS eShop or the I don't know Wii U eShop or whatever. But I think for me, my gut is wow. My gut is saying twelve dollars. Wow! I know that's why that's what I said. What <laughs> I know twelve dollars? Yeah, I don't know. It's, That's... it's the Battletoads I always wanted. Well, there you go. <laughs> when you look at it that way. Like if you want it, you if you as a collector, you're talking about like the cartridge, right? I mean, yeah. you're like saying like I, you paid 12 I could see that for you. I'm That's so fine. nervous for a new Battletoads game. I have no idea what they could possibly you know what, do though? with that game. They're, they're going to put speeder bikes in it. You know what? By saying $12 and me saying $2, that means you just stuck to the 6 to 1 ratio that yeah. has become a That's... thing here. So. Pretty much. It works. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, $12. I mean, I don't know. There's something There's something about this game. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm not swearing it off forever. Okay. I'm like, maybe in three years when I don't remember this game as well, Yeah. I'll like try to play it again. Okay. You know, try to enjoy it. Because I didn't have like the worst time ever. And I feel like as we replayed sections... And got more familiar with it. It did get more fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, the very first time that we played the first level, we got worked. And then the next time we played it, it was so much better. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is a game that you can, like, learn your way around. And and you can beat it because you have the all of the extra stuff that it gives you. So it's not, like, a miserable, terrible game. So I I don't think that's wrong for you to say 12 bucks. I feel like that works now that we've talked it over. Yeah. What do you think this, uh, this one's trending for on eBay? Uh, well, you've already told me that it's not super popular. Um, I think that most people didn't like ever get another Battletoads game after the first one. I know my family did. I never even knew until I was like an adult that there was more than one Battletoads game. Yeah. I can't imagine that like it's out there for a whole lot. Um, we're talking about the Super Nintendo version. Is that yes. what you're asking about? 
I would put it like at $15. Okay. Maybe just because it's like a more rare game. I don't remember ever seeing it before. So uh, the Super Nintendo version on eBay is trending at like $24. Whoa. The okay. range I saw was kind of like 18 to 30 Wow. Um, so you could get it for less than 20 Um, According to price charting, it's trending at $21-ish, um, which I think is a more you know, better long-term. I think eBay said their, their algorithm, because they had like a little eye today, and it, it takes the last 90 days. Okay. And averages it out. And I think it spreads them out based on um, condition. So if one is in good condition by the seller, then it here's the average price for that. Yeah. Or acceptable condition where the label's destroyed or whatever. Here's the price for that. So I think about 18 to 30, or 18 to 35 actually is what I have written down. Dang. Yeah. So it seems like there's a, a good range for this one. Um, what do you think the, uh, the Genesis version is? It's going for. We did watch a comparison video. All the versions look pretty much yeah. like the level design and the art is the only thing that's different. And basically it's the colors. Yeah. I feel like that would um, have to be cheaper though, just because Genesis mm-hmm. maybe. <laughs> Dude, Sega I don't know. does what Nintendo don't. Yeah, but apparently they don't command the same level of nostalgia because people just mm-hmm. don't get as pumped about it. So yeah. I don't know. I would maybe say if I said 15 but maybe $13 for the Genesis that's not a terrible guess. Uh, the eBay price was like thirteen to twenty-five. Hey, on that version, um, and price charting has that one at seventeen on average. Okay, so thirteen's a pretty good guess on that one. Okay, now here's the uh, the dark horse. Yeah, the NES version. The NES version, nineteen ninety-three. Ninety-three. Late release. Yeah. Not a very popular game. What do you think that could mean, Jordan? That could mean it's worth more. I'll like maybe some crazy person out there is spending like. $42 on this game or, or or it's worth nothing <laughs> maybe according to price charting the NES version is trending at $77 wow <laughs> wow $77 yeah that's gotta be that's a collector yeah. thing that's not people who yeah. are buying it to play it although when I was combing through eBay if it looks like if you're patient you can get this for less than 70 I think I saw a few for 60 that had gone Oh, good. Somewhat well, recently. That makes it a lot more palatable. Uh, um, I feel like, though, I will say about this game, as far as the NES goes, this seems like it would be a fantastic like NES game. Yeah. But the Super Nintendo version of it, it's like, okay, we could do a little bit better. For sure. Um, and it's funny because watching the video, I'm like, I would like to own the NES version of this just because <laughs> it seems like a good NES beat em up. But well, like, Dan, for you, I mean, at seventy dollars, is yeah. the NES version worth it or worthless? <sighs> that's we can't really do it because we haven't played it. We should probably just stick to the uh, Super Nintendo one. I'm but. gonna, I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna guess that it's probably worthless. Yeah, at that price, <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe someday, maybe yeah. someday I'll add it in, into my collection and I'll, I'll, we'll test it again. We'll come back to this one see if it. I think, you know, I just checked my calendar and I'm busy that day. I actually, I'm booked solid. So unfortunately I won't be able to be here. A year ago, uh, when I said I wanted to see the Sonic the Hedgehog movie for my birthday, you're also busy during my birthday in November this year. Uh, so your calendar just gets crazy. Yeah. Dan, if you really want to go see the Sonic movie, I, (laughs) I will go see that with you. I mean, I like the movie theater. I like eating popcorn. 
Yeah. I would laugh. Like Jim Carrey? Is Jim Carrey's in it? He's, he's playing Dr. Robotnik. Oh, I mean, that. okay. I thought you were going to say he was Sonic. That would be, uh, man. That would be almost as crazy as like, I don't know, like Ryan Reynolds playing Pikachu. <laughs> I keep saying it, man. Like, I really just wish Tracy Morgan was playing Pikachu. Yes. I think he would be a great detective Pikachu. Yes. Better than Danny DeVito. Maybe in the sequel. (laughs) Probably not. I'm thinking, like, you know, like, he's probably, uh, you know, it's going to, you're going to find out that he was like, it's like Bill from the original Pokemon games, and he's a person that got put into a, a Pokemon's body. And he's <laughs> he's gonna get restored to his body at the end of the movie, but maybe in a sequel, if this maybe if this movie makes a whole bunch of money, which like, it will, guaranteed. somebody else will end up in a Pokemon body, and then we can get you know Tracy Morgan in uh, <laughs> like a Kangaskhan body or something. I I don't know, man. Pikachu's. I th- I just think he'd be a great Pikachu. Yeah. Oh well. We can't all well, get our dreams. I always wanted no. to see Leonard Nimoy as uh, Caterpie, and it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. All right, no. let's do the last part here. Yeah, so uh, well, let's talk about the Super Nintendo version. $24. Yeah. Calling that worthless? For me, yeah, no. There's not a chance I'm spending 24 bucks on this game. Yeah. Um, since the range is 18 to 35 I think at less than 20 it's worth it. Yeah. Um, anything more than 20, I got to say worthless. See, um, I, like but, you didn't have fun with this game. You said it stressed you out. You had like one thing you liked about it. How is it worth $18 to you? I don't know, man. Like I said, there's something about it. I just can't tell you what it is. <laughs> That's what we call nostalgia tinted glasses. I don't have nostalgia tinted glasses. I played this game like once in like high school. I know, but it's the franchise, man. You want Battletoads to be good. You want it to be good so bad that this game is like scratching at the surface of being good. It's a C plus. That's not, I mean, <laughs> that's not good. That won't, you won't even get the transfer that grade in college. Like no school is going to accept a C plus. Like, <laughs> I feel so, like there's some other C pluses that I like that I just can't think of right now. <laughs> <laughs> all of those memorable C pluses that we love. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm gonna say worthless. You're gonna say worth it. With the caveat of less than twenty dollars at twenty four dollars, yeah. I'm saying worthless. Yeah. So I guess technically I'm say- I'm calling it worthless. Yeah. Um, I think I paid twenty five dollars for this game. Oh no. So yeah. But I think at the time I had seen it for over thirty a lot of other places. So, well, you had to act. I feel like I got a great deal, (laughs) (laughs) relatively speaking. You got a great deal, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, that's probably gonna wrap it up then, right? I think so. I think that um, we don't have any more Battletoads games to play, which is you know freeing in a way. Until until the new Microsoft announces at E3 in just a couple months. Yeah. That. Battletoads is out now. You can download it. Yeah. And then we'll... Maybe we'll drop a bonus episode. Yeah. Uh, our first non-retro game. Just for all of you Battletoads junkies out there. <laughs> yeah. But for, for today, we're going to wrap it up. I don't ever have to come here with the lurking fear that we're going to play another <laughs> Battletoads game. And, you know, that in and of itself was worth it. <laughs> oh, All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Yeah. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email us at worthitorworthlesspodcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in staying up to date with the show, follow us at WIOW Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. 
If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and subscribe if you want to hear more. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Talk to you next time.